0: Guys, welcome back to the Bill for Life podcast. Give me a wee cheer in the room so everybody knows that I'm not here on my own.
1: Yay!
0: So today is actually a first in uh, Built for Life history where we are recording our first ever live Built for Life podcast. Uh, there are many of you here who actually are guests today who have come just by being able to tolerate listening to me and Mark talk utter shit every single week. Um, you could probably play bingo with the amount that we swear in the podcast and funnily enough that seems to have attracted more of you than it's deterred so I'm quite happy with that. Um, we're actually recording two live podcasts today. Um, I think there's nobody better in the room that can explain what being built for life is than these five individuals here Um, going from left to right we have Lynn Kev Um, We have Louise, we have Steffi, and we have Josh. And they're here to talk to you today about the success that they've achieved in their time in the programme and what this whole journey has meant to them. Um, Every single one of these individuals are not the people sitting here today that they were when they first entered the process. They have nothing but serious determination, resilience, grit, and an ability to put up with their shite, um, which we're we're very, very grateful for. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to let them um, share with you what they believe that their success is down to and share every single one of their incredibly inspiring uh, stories and journeys in their time here. So I'm going to ask them a few questions to kick off and then uh, my wonderful assistant over here is going to give you the opportunity to ask them questions too. So if there's anything for you in your own journey you would like to know, where do I start to make change or where do I create more success? You can learn it from the people who have done it. And if you're listening to the podcast and you think that sounds class, I've got pure FOMO, come at the next event. So, what I want to ask you all first is what does being built for life mean to you? How would you describe it? What do you think it represents for each of you?
2: Not being a shake bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, not being a shake bag. Um, Love that. <laughs> Basically what Built for Life up Um what Built for Life means for me is you know, taking everything you have ever known about yourself, the things you've learned, the behaviours, how you view yourself, and completely leaving it and stepping into your own person and rediscovering yourself and who you truly are and what you're about and especially the biggest part of being built for life is fucking about and finding out.
3: Well, brilliant. You're always a tough act to follow. To be honest, <laughs> um, for me, it's about we'll kind of echoing the same sentiments. It's um, just getting outside your comfort zone, and um, if you do things that you kind of dream of doing, if you suffer, you'll kind of you'll find out parts of you that didn't exist. It's um, i done it in May with Steffi and a few others, the marathon in Edinburgh, and oh my God, just a pipe dream that became a reality, and that was about six months I've been part of this programme, couldn't, I couldn't run the length of myself, and I'm now a kind of marathon runner, so there's, it's, it's weird, I don't know what it is, these guys kind of awaken something within you that, I don't know, it's pretty special, so I lean into it, and I give it a go, it's it's
4: certainly worth it. That's what I would say. I'm so nervous. Um, for me, it's actually just like you're just capable of so much more. Your life can be so much more, and like just keep try, like to keep trying. Do you know? Like again, I did not think I'd be here. I don't think I thought I would ever be sitting here. But I think it's just keep trying. I've had many meltdowns. I've had many catastrophes. But it's getting up, and you keep going. you know? You keep trying, you dig deep, and you take an inspiration for everyone around you as well.
1: We fun fact: everyone can still hear me, right? Is that mic
0: on?
1: No, I'm loud enough for the room, but okay. that makes on for the podcast. Um, Lynn wasn't going to join the program initially. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. When we were talking. She's like, "Nah, I don't need any of that shit." <laughs> <laughs> now look out her here. So round of applause to Lynn for actually leaning <laughs> in.
5: Um, I think for me, one of the biggest things when I joined the programme was a lot about um, believing in myself and my confidence, um, really going for things that I knew I was capable of deep down, but I was holding myself back. Um, I spend a lot of my time looking after other people and investing into the programme. For me, being built for life is investing in myself, building myself for life, and giving time back to myself that I didn't really understand how to give myself before because I was always thinking about other people and putting them first. And one of the things that really resonated with me earlier on today when we were talking about, you know, the, the, the kind of phrases of the programme and we're talking about availability and the people that you surround yourself with. And I've been... Like I started a new job, um, people didn't know me for the program, uh, like being on the, we- on the webinars and that, in the open offices, like I would be in tears over my job. It was terrible. It just was really bad for my mental health, um, and I was really in a bad place. And actually, coaching with Jen and the program encouraged me to look outside uh, at other jobs, and I ended up. Just, I can't believe, I can, like, anybody that knows me will know the difference. I definitely wouldn't be talking like this so openly and comfortably, which is weird. I'm nervous, don't get me wrong, but I'm still able to talk to y'all and share my journey. And changing my job was part of that. But also, like, just the confidence and being able to believe in myself that I was capable of it. And I've just went to new heights over and over again. And... Um, and the availability thing is so true because actually I don't have time I don't have time to mess about I don't have time for people's problems and I mean that with as much compassion as I can possibly say like being there for other people is obviously a good thing to do but being there for yourself is more important and being built for life is giving yourself that permission as well to do that and and when you start succeeding in life and you look back at the successes you've had in life and the people that you surround yourself with and this programme, people that pat you in the back, that send you messages just randomly congratulating your success and push you through it. And people like that don't even realise what they're doing at the time, how much it means to you as a person. But if you're questioning, obviously, coming into the programme, being built for life and what you're going to get for it, you're going to get nothing from it but what you give to yourself and you need to allow yourself to have that. Woo! Um, yes! Right. I'll give you that 50 quid
0: later, Stephanie, right?
6: um, There's not really much that they've said that I, uh, you know, don't echo or, or can improve on, really. But um, the, the two extra things i would probably add is um, for me being built for life is not having enough ego to stop yourself from reinventing yourself continuously. Uh, I've reinvented myself three, four, five fucking times. Also, I'm the sweary one, by the way, on this panel, so (laughs) apologies for that. Um, But you've got to lean into the fact that you are not the finished article and never fucking will be. That is a positive, that's not a negative. And this process will teach you that, uh, you know, it's taught every single one of us and lots more people in this room that that's, that's the case. When you learn that, that's the key to all the good shit. Um, the, and the second one is that it's this, like what we're doing today. Being on this panel is a, you know, it, it, it's a massive honor for, for all of us, I'm sure, because, you know, it's a bit of recognition and all that sort of stuff, but being in the same room as lots of other people that want to change and want to be a better version of themselves because they've been through X, Y, Z, or even if they've been through nothing. We're all in this same room with the same common goal that we want to be better than we were yesterday, the day before, better than we're gonna to be tomorrow, you know, it's all about that. So, um, you know, doing the workout tomorrow, doing the ones that we've done before, improving yourself continuously, that, that, that's what it's, about, what it's about and wanting to do it, not just because you feel like you should. It's about wanting to do it and wanting to be a better person for you and everybody around you. You know, similar to what Stephanie said there, it, it's like being around for other people is a great thing. See if you make yourself better. It's even, it's even better being around for those people. You'll be around for them in an even better way. So, yeah, in a convoluted way, that is what being built built for life is.
0: So I swear we didn't pay them to say those things. <laughs> They've said this all all of this of their own free will. But I think it's. It's all very well and good for us to tell you what it means, but I think it's really, really important for you to hear from people who have gone through and are still in the process, so that you can identify actually what are the things that they believe, and what are the things that they have created that determine success. Um, Just to, I mean, we're talking about nice things and success, but we all know that it's not a straight and easy road. In fact, it's a very fucking windy one for the vast majority of us. I would love to know what is the biggest thing that you have overcame? Maybe not necessarily at actually in your Built For Life journey, this could be in life, but what I want to know is what is the biggest thing that you've overcome to be able to get to this point? What's the hard point that you had to fight through? It could well be in, at some point in this journey, but what is the hardest thing you've had to overcome to sit in this seat today?
6: Should we go deep straight away? Go for it. <laughs> uh, right, get ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wanting to kill myself, that's probably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest one for me. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> but no, it's, um, do you know, it's, that, that, was the, that was the biggest thing that I dealt with through a, a lot of my young kind of adult life is wanting to not be on this planet anymore and that, that was always a, um, something that I never quite found the key to getting over that. Uh, and this process, as well as my wonderful wife, uh, are the two things that has stopped me from ever, ever thinking about that ever again. Uh, and I can't really say that there's a bigger success that I've had done that, so yeah. Um, Sorry, by the way, that first. No, <laughs> fine.
4: Like,
5: I know it was so so. I do listen. Don't make me great, I will. <laughs> um, I think for me, probably been. <sighs> aware of in my inner voice the awareness, of like telling yourself to shut the fuck up <laughs> just shut up and do it like, stop telling yourself you canny, eh? that's that's the biggest thing for me that I've overcome actually, I, I now tell other people, yes you can yes you can, yes you can, and believe me I was a can't person before and if I can run a marathon <laughs> you can do anything, do you know what I mean that's what I think, like so that was the biggest thing really for me I think the biggest thing
2: for me was um, completely challenging everything I ever knew, thought about myself. Everything I th- let other people tell me I was. I had to completely change when I came into the program, and it was just like a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, "This isn't me. Like this is a product of I've I've ever been through in life, and it's not." what's all is for me, like, I just thought I was destined to be so unhappy, just struggle on the rest of my life, like, I didn't see anything worth living for before I joined the programme, um, and I was in such a, a bad mental state, and I was just like, you know what, this is the life I'm meant to have, it's just meant to be shit, and that's it, but when I joined the programme, I was like, oh my god, there's so much more to life, like, I just completely changed and challenged the way I thought about myself, how I spoke to myself, how I let other people treat me. And since then, like, it's like everything's changed. Like, Louise, who joined the programme, didn't even want to post in the Facebook group to introduce herself, never mind sitting up here with a, a mic. So it's just like, I can't believe the difference that this programme has made to my life and will continue to make to my life. and that's been the biggest challenge to overcome, that anything I want to do is possible, no matter what I've thought previously.
3: Uh, for me, it was getting over uh, the kind of self-limiting beliefs that I had in myself. The, um, never thinking I was kind of worthy of, you know, being somebody kind of extraordinary or whatever. So like all my kind of youth I suffered, a bit like fellow Stevie's, kind of student spoke about, obviously not to the, the kind of same extremes, but I had kind of addiction problems in my 20s and all these kind of things. So I was somebody that looked for kind of easy way out, on my life. Um, and through the example, I, my fellow that's not here, Tam, that we all know. Um, <laughs> husband. My husband, Tam. <laughs> <laughs> Tam's example kind of brought me here. The, just seeing the kind of the major difference in one kind of person physically to begin with and then it was his mindset, his kinda of attitude and time that he was kind of finding to spend his family and such like and that brought me to kinda of reach out to Mark and just kinda of like everybody says, like there's kinda of no looking back once you kinda of make that step because you kinda of surrounded all of a sudden by people that are striving. And it's addictive, and whatever it is that kind of awakens within you when you come into this program, it's it's so fulfilling. It's hard going, like Jen said, like my journey. I can speak about that and only that. It's been anything but a straight line. It's been kind of windy, and I've had kind of spells where you're thriving, spells where you're falling, and whatever. But generally, it's kind of it's like taking a yo-yo up a set of stairs that goes down and up, but kind of keeps going up and um, like when I came on initially like in my head I was saying maybe six months or a year I'll stick at this and get myself in shape but I've been here a year now and genuinely I would have no intentions ever leaving this programme uh, <laughs> even though it costs money and whatever but the way I look at it I used to spend more on cigarettes than I did kind of being part of this programme so if you're the type of person that kind of wants to, or if you're sitting on the fence and you're not part of the programme, just give it a try, you know, even if it's for a month or six weeks or whatever, give it a, because I guarantee you, you'll get bit with the bug, and it's, it really is quite addictive and so worthwhile. You know?
1: I'm being serious. We did not ask any of to say this, by the way. it's <laughs> going down a particular path. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying it off the back of their own mouth.
4: Um, For me, something that I had to overcome, uh, I think... I've got kind of two like one was like what I joined for was obviously like body like improving my body but the, the main one was the negative self-chat with within my own head do you know like your own wet, worst self, self-critic self and that's something that I've really had to work hard on and but to the success of that is that I've now kind of fell in love with myself do you know like I've got a lovely relationship in my head and like I catch myself not all the time do you know but I catch myself saying things to myself and I'm like no no that's not allowed anymore we're not there like you're built for life to me. like who am I? Like You're running in the treadmill and you're like oh what am I doing but the other thing for me was um, like alcohol and like, social situations and I moved back to Australia and like, I fell back into a life that I'd done like I'm 45 like, I was away for 10 years and I came back and everybody's still doing the same things that 20 years ago I didn't want to do that I didn't realise how much I didn't want to do it and then like, I was putting myself in situations that I wasn't happy about drinking, and it just always ended up in disaster. Do you know? And like it's something that like you, everybody's like that. Oh, it's Mark and Jen tell you to do that, and I'm like that. No, like it's like these there. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, I'm going to try that. Like I'm going to try it. And again, I work in finance. My calculations skills are terrible. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was six weeks to the end of the challenge. It was eight, and then I've done twelve weeks. Um, Twelve weeks off the booze, and now I'm going for hundred days. Yeah. So that's wonderful. No, Marcus, right? We definitely didn't pay them to
0: say any of <laughs> that. I promise you. I promise you. Um, so I think being able to can kind I of get a bit of a an overview and a picture of the things that you've had to overcome that only then leads you to like phenomenal outcomes like having to overcome the struggle and having to overcome the difficulty and then really actually stepping into the identity of the person that you are now what i would love each of you to share and then we'll go to um, the rest of the team and get some questions but what i would love for the rest of you to share is actually a com- either a combination or either or the three things that you're most proud of now or the three things that you can't fucking believe that you do now that like old you would be like oh my god who is that person right three proudest things three most mental things you can't believe you do now or a mix of both.
6: Uh, just three oh.
0: <laughs> no, okay, kidding, like? kidding,
6: kidding. Um, on a regular basis um <laughs> Training, going to the gym on a regular. Like the gym is not a maybe for me. It's not. a, Oh, Josh is going to miss a training session. I'm hitting all fucking three, and I'm being a sadistic cunt when I'm doing it. <laughs> um, Rudy, really whatever it is, Are you at the back still. Uh, so uh, I'll share you just a wee quick excerpt from a WhatsApp chat. Um, so really sent me a new plan. He put some conditioning in there, right? And see, a while ago, Mark had given me conditioning finishes for my workouts, and I really enjoyed them similar to what some of you will be subjected to tomorrow uh, on a smaller scale. But um, I said basically that I would like more of it to Rudy. Uh, And he said, you might be the most sadistic bastard I've ever met uh, (laughs) because I was asking for more. But uh, so yeah, just going to the gym and training regularly, it's something that gave me a huge anxiety. I used to think that um, going to the gym was just going on a cardio machine and then that was fine. And I could go home and eat fried chicken. Uh, But it turns out it's not, which is a a weird and fucked up world. Um, But yeah, so doing that, Steps, actually walking outside, Uh, that is another one. Not just sitting in the house and playing Call of Duty. Apparently that gets you nowhere in life. Um, But uh, yeah, so that's that's the second one. And then third, I'm gonna say this is cheesy as fuck, but but Jen will get it right. Uh, being a fucking wife guy, no. like, like that is uh, don't
1: for wife, don't yeah, don't for wife.
6: exactly. He know he used to slag me for being a wife guy, and now he totally is. So, uh, and I say used to, I mean like fucking two weeks ago before he decided it was all right to be a husband. Um, so yeah, d- d- honestly, um, providing for someone else who has provided so much for me, giving back to you know when people talk about giving back. Um, Caroline, alongside this program, saved my saved my fucking life. So uh, you know, doing that is uh, trying to be that person for her is is something that I I'm mean, immensely proud of every single day. So uh, yeah.
5: Bill for lives. <laughs> Why do you keep wanting to make me great? Then <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you trying talk after you? <laughs> Just skip me. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, right, okay. Um, that was so cute by the way my god
6: well she's also listening so she'll probably watch it back so Aww. I need to say
5: good stuff that's true um, so I guess i am just got to start off with the most obvious one and follow on a wee bit of Andy have I mentioned that time when <laughs> I ran a marathon <laughs> um, definitely that like that was that's still to me I did that I, was just, I don't know it's crazy um, another thing is funny enough, like, being a gym person like, I know that sounds dead cheesy, right, but like oh, a bit of a gym bunny, but it kind of becomes true, it just becomes part of your life Uh, Dana, I'm looking at you (laughs) Um, so I think that for me, definitely like, being able to actively say yep, I'm a gym person, I'm a gym person it's kind of weird and another thing is, like being really conscious of what I put in my body, like I like, you know, um not that I'm like mad into like nutrition like or that but I do consciously like choose things that are good for me now and like I know the reasons behind it and I know why I'm choosing a no drink milk for example like because I've got a like a thing with hormones and I was doing a lot of research on that. Um and just like kind of sometimes when i'm in the shops and i'm putting stuff together i'm like oh my god who even am i anymore like <laughs> i'm on holiday and i'm making myself salads and coleslaws and gone runs and all that so stuff like that <laughs> on a holiday
2: um the three like things i'm most proud of number one would probably be doing Ben Lomond. Anybody that was there, (laughs) you know, you know the struggle. Um, I wanted to go home literally five minutes in, wasn't even up the steps and I was ready to go home. But somehow I got to the tap and it was, so fucking emotional I was a greeting wee mess and I was like how the fuck did I get up here <laughs> um, then, then getting back in was a joint six hours six hours in my life but it's the proudest six hours to date, well not to date because my second one would be the half marathon. And my lord, for somebody that did not start running it until last November, Mark asked me to do a five K and I was like, Whoa, like who do you think um? Like that that's a wee bit too much. I'm not I'm not a running gal and he was like, Right, we'll see. So doing the half marathon was literally insane. Like it's something that if you ask anybody that knows me, they would be like, what the fuck? Like, nae bother hen. Um, (laughs) Actually, one of the funniest experiences happened is um, me and my pal were in um, a shopping centre, and they were like, oh, we're looking for donations or something. I was like, oh, it's alright, I'm running a half marathon for charity. And the Lassie just looked at me like, (laughs) alright. So, you know, it's just one of the proudest moments ever and anybody that's seen me at the finish line I was greeting and just wanted my Crocs <laughs> on um, and my third biggest achievement is probably you know improving my mental health and my binge eating like it's a cycle I thought I would never be able to you know improve or it was something I was destined today for the rest of my life just keep repeating these cycles. So it's allowed me to have better relationships with everybody in my life and just be generally happier and so appreciated to everybody in my life. Can I just add
0: I would just I would just like to add one thing, right, which I find mad. Louise has lost how many stone? I don't even know now. <laughs> how many roughly if you're a ball packet? <laughs> Over a hundred pounds, right? But you know the thing I love about that, our three proudest achievements had nothing to do with how much weight she's lost and she's lost over £100. Mental. Mental. (laughs)
3: The three proudest moments for me within uh, since joining is, well, the same as Steffi's saying about running the marathon. It was, uh, i just so proud, not just crossing the finish line, but the whole experience on the day. There was a few at the start line together kind of, Egging each other on, and the kind of emotion, the range of emotions that you go through. Anybody that's you know, run a half marathon or a marathon or any kind of endurance event oh know it's the you go through so so much. You know, obviously, the guys prepare you for it, you get your training plan. And um, I think I, I don't know if I spoke in one of the kind of open offices about it, but there's kind of three kind of for me, there was three bits that you've got the kind of physical side that your legs will carry you so far. So for me, I think my legs carried me about 18 miles. And then your mind kicks in, you know, the kind of positive thinking that got me another kind of two miles. And then like mile 20, if anybody, it's just this wall that you hit, man. And there's something left inside you that obviously through being part of the program, the training processes, the the open offices in the Monday night, and, you know, just all the kind of belief that you start, start having in yourself. Um, so I, I actually managed to run six miles like beyond empty. So I was so proud of myself in that moment because I kind of suffered so much and on the other side of suffering, I kind of found out that there was so much more to me than I ever thought there was. Um, so that, that's number one. And... Number two I would say would be just, I was a workaholic, somebody that kind of worked seven days a week, mental hours, like kind of five in the morning to 10 at night, all that kind of carry on, um, just running a business. And I don't work a single weekend now. I've kind of managed to find this time to spend with my wee boy and you know, take him to his football class, find time for myself, get kind of three and four gym sessions in a week that just, and I get more done at work, so it's just, and that's again just listening to Mark, listening to Jen and, you know, everybody else within the community, so and there's no any more hours in the day, it's still 24 hours in the day, but you're just cramming all this, kind of worthwhile stuff into your day um, three, I would say, we've probably just been part of the community, you know, and just seeing kind of everybody coming on, it just inspires you so much, you know, obviously Lynn won the 12-week challenge here, and you (laughs) kind (laughs) of, somebody had to mention it. (laughs) Well, not just Lynn, there was, you know, so many people taking part on it. Sarah, I thought, done great. She's obviously not here today, but, like, just another inspiring character that kind of keeps me going. We're kind of pals on Strava, so we kind of map each other's runs and kind of support each other and stuff. So it's just being part of the community, I think, is... To be honest, that's probably the biggest one out of my three. If I'm being honest, I've said that last, but aye, I would say that that's kind of for me.
4: Um, I think for me, I need to start off with my name's Lynn, and I haven't ran a marathon. <laughs> Do you mean coming after that? Yeah, probably the biggest uh, and proudest. Which I still can't believe is winning the twelve week eh, challenge because again there was so many people in it who'd done amazing things, and like even now I just think, let me like, get asked to sit here today. I was like, let me, <laughs> and that was exactly it. And um so like, just that, and um, I think as well like, just the self discovery like. I said to the uh, and Mark in a text the other day, like, you constantly update your iPhone so it works, so why would you not do that with yourself and continue to do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not done yet, do you know? Like, who knows what LYNN 305 will be, do you know what I mean? Um, and again, I think, like, fitness achievements, like running a wee couch to 5K, ended up 10K, West Highland way that I learnt so much about myself and even food and like calories and like really like putting nutritious stuff in your body and like I could actually feel when I'd burned through the calories and stuff like that and no energy so I learnt so much about my body um, but yeah that's my, my top three
0: Forgot, actually, I forgot I actually had a job to do here, because I was enjoying that so much. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if there's actually anything else that we could cover with the incredible shares that we've got from our panel today, but I would like to open up the floor. Uh, my wonderful assistant here has his microphone ready to go, so if anyone has any questions, anything that you're maybe sitting on, anything that feels uncertain, anything that you would like to work towards, these guys will probably have an answer that will benefit you, so do not be shy. Uh, please be forthcoming in your questions.
1: Hello. Yeah right guys that was brilliant from you all by the way i was just wondering i asked jen and mark this question yesterday and it is what is fitness what is exercise to you i'd be intrigued to hear your thoughts of kind of what fitness was to you before you started the program and then if your kind of perception of exercise and fitness and what it means for you has changed at the point of the program that you're in now
4: uh, for me, like I used to punish myself and just go on the cross trainer for 700 calories or 1,000 calories just to burn calories and that was it. And now like I actually enjoy it. Uh, I hurt my neck and I was out for a week, just other week, and uh, I couldn't wait to get back to the gym. And it's the strength that it gives me as well, like, the confidence within myself. And like I love... Over the, like, I used to hate going over like, the guy's side of the gym, the big muscle bit of the gym. Big Daddy, you,
1: big, big Daddy Andos. Big Daddy Andos. is
4: over there. She does not care. This is her ego, by the like, way. Anyway.
1: Big Daddy Andos.
4: <laughs> I, I'm like, folk, are you using that? Do you know what I mean? Like, go on my road. Like, I need that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just unbelievable. And then, like, honest to God, I pure love a pure lover, renegade Roman. man. That is like pure Daddy Andos is like, yo. Do you know what I mean? But the other sort of serious point to that, I just want, for me, is like growing older. I'm on my own. I want to be strong. I want to have a strong, fit body going into old age. And I've got elderly parents. Maybe if my mum listens to this, she will kill me. But like my dad did a knee operation last year and he had a fall and I couldn't pick him up. So that's like a kind of goal. Don't get me wrong, he's got bigger since then, so I don't know if I'll pick him up. <laughs> but we'll try. Uh, that's actually
3: a kind of good question. Yeah. I used to think of fitness as, well, like, well, you see it kind of so much nowadays, kind of all well, these kind of big guys in gyms and such like, and um, I would have just regarded that as what fitness was—these big kind of strong guys going to the gym, kind of five, six days a week or whatever. Um, because, like before, especially before this program, I never went to gyms, never done any kind of formal of exercise really at all. So. Um, my view on fitness now is more kind of I would say health based than it is like kind of from the physical side of it, I mean, I still obviously have a bit of a kind of view on trying to kind of look good and kind of be able to wear kind of clothes that I never wore before and stuff and feel confident how I look, but I would say kind of ease, probably 80% of it now is, you know, what Lynn's saying, thinking about getting older and kind of giving yourself the opportunity to kind of live a kind of good, healthy, long-lasting life, you know. That's, And again, that's just coming from, you know, going to the, the Monday Open Office and listening to all the kind of webinars and the kind of the teachings and such like that that are available here. So um, within a very short space of time for me, the, the whole perception of fitness just turned right in its head, you know, and I'm looking at it from a, a far healthier perspective, you know, and, not looking at it from the kind of cosmetics, I would say. Thank
2: Before I joined the programme, I was never someone who was fitness-minded. Like, I would have rather died than went to the gym, to be quite honest. Um, But when I joined the gym, like, my goal was, like, how skinny can I get? Like, I I want to be super skinny. And then when I realised, like, That is the least important thing about the gym like i want to see how strong i can get like i want to be a wee tank (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the mental side of the gym the clarity that comes through a workout see especially the ones that you don't want to show up to and somehow you do and you're like well that was better than a workout i've had in a while so for me it just kind of changed the viewpoint because before, when I was obviously a lot heavier, I didn't realise how, like, restricted my mobility was and how out of breath, like, two years ago, it took me two hours to walk round Strathy. Now I can run st- round Strathy three times in an hour and a half, and I'm just like, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, that's what fitness means, is, you know, finding find enjoyment in the movement you're doing and... No, like punishing yourself or you know being too lazy with yourself. Like sometimes you need to find the balance of the push, pull sort of thing. So that's what it means to me.
5: Um. Good question. Uh, I think like beforehand, what fitness meant to me was more like that's what like other people do. I'm not really a fit person. <laughs> um, I mean, I would go to the gym and I would go to classes and stuff, but much like that, it was kind of just a, like, like, torture, to be honest. Like, just go just to try and get through the motions because you know it's something you should be doing. Whereas now, actually, I, I find it cathartic. Like, it's a place for me to go and let go of, like, emotion even. Um, especially running, like... Which is like again, like so. I still kind of believe, like I can sit here and honestly say, well, I, I'm a runner. That's mad, but um, I think for me, it is like it's a release. It's a release of stress. It's a release of emotion, and it's a, it's like an avenue, something that I can do that's just for me. And it, it, nobody else matters when I'm in the gym. Nobody else matters when I'm in a run. I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm taking that time just for myself, and actually, I enjoy it. It's no torture any longer.
6: Um, yeah, all of the above. Um, and I think um, it's a place where I can challenge myself. It's a place. It's an environment that I control. Um, so I can uh, really see like what version of me is going to turn up on that day. Uh, if I've even, you know even if I've not got the full energy that I maybe had yesterday, I'm still going to go and I'm still going to get it done, and I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. Um, and now I, you know, it's a part of it's a part of life. So I think um, that that's the thing really. Fitness is a part of my life. It's not you know a supplement or whatever. It is a must do, a want to do. Um, and I think that's that's it really.
0: Okay. Fantastic question. Thanks for that one, Ru. Anyone else got another question that they would like to ask?
1: I guess what's the one piece of advice that you would give someone new coming out of this programme? And I guess it will all be different for you because you've all come in with different perspectives and different experiences. But what's the one piece of advice you would give someone starting out?
4: Well, for me, like one of my friends recently joined, and I think as well, you can easily become overwhelmed. So look, don't try and do everything at once, just take it baby steps. Uh, and just keep trying. Do you know, like I always think that the simplest thing for me was like my ten thousand steps. Look, like, I can do that. I can definitely achieve that, and then build, build from there. And again, turning up at the open offices. Like I think when you come to them live, you get so much more benefit from it. Josh.
1: we clap, guys. Come on, come in, you.
6: Uh, yeah there's, I suppose there's lots of stuff the programme is very very different since when I joined this Dafty didn't even have a Facebook group when I joined that's how ancient I am uh, but um, you know there's probably lots of snippets um, you can't control what you can't control that's probably one thing I would tell myself uh, four years ago nearly uh, that you know don't get stressed out about the shit that doesn't really matter like put yourself in the positions you need to put yourself in to do what you need to do um, and don't get you know bothered about all this other shit that's clouding your mind um because it is only there to tear you down really uh and i think um other than that trust in the process you know i am one of Mark's mates so i do you know you do over the years i have heard certain things and i think one of the things that's probably really frustrating is when you push back because i know that i have um and don't push back you're only pushing back against yourself he's here to help you, Jen's here to help you, He's here, he- here to help you. So help them help you. And I've been guilty of it as well. You know, like I would, None of us sat here are perfect. In fact, if anything, we probably sat here because we're not. Um, you know, there's, there's lessons that we can probably learn from each other and that we can learn even from ourselves. And you just sometimes you just get in your own way. So I think that probably would be the, one, of the own, one of the biggest bits of advice is get the fuck out your own way when you start here.
3: Uh, the one piece of advice I would give to anyone either just joining or thinking of joining is that it, you're, pro- you're, you're probably joining because you're not 100% happy with where you're at, whether it be physically, emotionally, or mentally. And every single person that's part of the programme, I could guarantee, thought the exact same of themselves when they joined. And you've now got all these people that are so excelled and so far down the, down the road, their kind of fitness journey, their kind of health journey. Um, but they all started at that one point, that same point where you're just sitting in the fence. And if you are feeling that way and you're kind of feeling vulnerable or whatever, come in and be vulnerable and be open and honest about it because you're gonna be surrounded by people that will encourage you, that will help you, that will kind of lift you up and keep you going, and it's probably the most normal way to feel when you're kind of just at that kind of horrible point, just waiting to go through. It's like walking into the gym for the first time; it's it's so daunting. But then, when you become a kind of regular in that space, you see it yourself as I so worried about it. you know. It's and this is this whole community. That's exactly what it what it's like. You know, it's you're going to be sitting there kind of worried and thinking negative thoughts and whatever, but just think the negative thoughts and come in and just be open and honest with everybody and, and you'll get the encouragement that you need and, it's, and you'll certainly get, if you put the work in, you'll get results you didn't think you could ever, ever, ever get, that's what I would say.
2: Um, I think the most important thing is to not compare yourself to other people. In the program, because there's people that's your first month, first couple of months, and there's people that's been here for years, and everybody's all at different points in their journey, all want different goals. So you can't compare like your bad day to somebody who is absolutely like dominating it at the moment, because everybody goes through peaks and valleys, and you know it's normal to try and compare yourself, but it's the worst thing to do because you'll just end up putting yourself after in what you're doing. So it's just taking the bad times, you know, with a pinch of salt and just powering through till you get back to where you want to be.
5: That's well, just somewhat similar to what Louise was saying. Um, I think if you're actually having a hard time or a bad time, share that, share it. Share it with somebody, anybody in the programme, even if it's no marker, Jen, if you're not ready to go to the big man is still, because he's got to rip you a new one. Um, but share it with somebody, because it, you see the wins all the time, but sometimes when you're watching other people's wins, it makes you feel worse. If you're not really feeling like you're being true to yourself, or you've kind of fell off the bandwagon, we've all been there. And if you share it with other people, they'll help you through it. I think that's like one of the biggest things about the community is lean into the community because everybody's said it like we're all here for each other and we've all been in the same place with the same feelings at some point so definitely when you're feeling like crap you feel like you want to gee up tell somebody about it and they'll be able to share it with you okay I'd love
0: to get one more question from the audience please if guaranteed if you're thinking of something someone else is thinking of it
1: Connor, go for it. <laughs> he got me. Hey, it's something that Kev touched on, um, that you know you would I've uh, kinda similar at the minute where you're working all the hours under the sun and, and that type of thing. It's more just to see what kind of systems and processes have have you guys put in, what kind of non-negotiables, I know everybody's going to be different, but what kind of non-negotiables have you all set in place to ensure that you're
3: able to progress on a daily, daily basis? Um, Well, from a working perspective, um, my non-negotiables is weekends. I don't work weekends. May, probably in the last year since I've been part of this program, I've been in on a Saturday morning for like three hours, probably on two occasions maybe, just I've now said to the kind of people in the work, I'm obviously in charge of the work, so I've literally delegated tasks to folk in the work that I would never ever have done that to before. The work gets done better because I'm not over the top of people and kind of putting pressure probably just by my presence being there. Them. And the result of it is because my hours are reduced, I'm focusing on, at the weekend, another thing, on a Sunday morning, I'm out a run every Sunday morning. And that obviously rejuvenates me so that whenever I'm back in at work on a Monday, my mindset is far more positive than it ever was. The, um, so the, the, the number one non-negotiable from a working perspective is that I don't work weekends at all. Um and I still get the same amount of work done, you know. If I go in on a Saturday or a Sunday to do something, I can just go in on a Monday. It's, the problems are still there, you know. It's it's getting over that kind of hurdle can be a difficult one. Um, and I don't know if you're self-employed or if you're kind of working for yeah. The, um, but then you kind of do have the opportunity just to say, do you know what? I'm stopping it. I've got a family. I've got myself. I've got my own kind of headspace that I need to kind of focus on. And um, the I mean, if you're doing 60, 70 hours or whatever, I know, anything kind of daft like that, then it's plan your day as well. That's another one, kind of keeping a journal and kind of saying to myself, right, I'm going to be up at six o'clock tomorrow morning. I might do my workout first, I might do whatever. Then when I'm at work, task one, two, three. And if it gets derailed a wee bit, just make sure that you've ticked them off by kind of five o'clock in your home. And that's kind of throughout the help of all these kind of guys, and uh, obviously I'm good pals with Tam, who is in kind of similar situation, and he's kind of pointed me, well, a bit like you asking me there, I was asking Tam that kind of same question, and he's kind of, he just kind of told me a couple of the wee kind of tips and tricks that got him through, he's kind of, he's working week, um, but, the difference for me you now is just I've got so much more in my life now, you know, and I actually enjoy my life. Because can see before this, I, I didn't. It was just work, 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 and just a bit of misery, to be honest. So the, um, I, if, you can, if you can make that a non-negotiable, just Monday to Friday, it, it, it helped me, that's all I can say.
5: So I'm not a trader or anything like that or self-employed, <laughs> um, but work in sales. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is like sections, I do things in sections. Um, because I work, uh, I do a lot of meetings and things like that. Uh, so I, I base my stuff around like postcodes. Um, when I'm having a day in the phones, I'll do 25 minutes work five minutes break I know that's not relevant to your job but maybe it'll be relevant for somebody else in here Um, and I I think it is important that you switch off because I work from home I've got my laptop and I'm sure you take your work home with you all the time by the sounds of things put your laptop off, just turn it off put it away, put it in a different room so you don't even look at it and if it goes as far as your mobile and your phone and people are phoning you, you just need to set that boundary. You need to set that boundary because otherwise you'll just be switched on for work 24-7. And all right, that's not the same. Look, we're not in the same job, but I still have that same mentality where people can get, get me on Teams on my mobile phone, um, on my emails on my mobile phone, deleted all that off my phone, and I switched my laptop off. As soon as it hits five o'clock, I switch my laptop off and I'll go back to it the next day because the work will be there tomorrow but you might not need to take the time for yourself Um, and again that's about gaining yourself the permission to have that time back.
0: Some incredible shares, so we're just going to actually close this off now because I feel that we could probably do this all day. And you've got so much gold to share, I don't want it all in one podcast episode. So I'm just going to keep bringing these back for panels over and over and over again. Um, what I would like to know from every single one of you is obviously we don't say, oh, that's great, you're doing well, and now you sail off into the sunset. We demand more from you because we know that you're capable of more and now you know you're capable of more. So I would love to know from each and every single one of you, just give me one thing, but what's next for you? What's the next level up? What are you now working towards?
4: Lynn it's running, so don't even start. <laughs> oh, well, I text Louise through the week and Louise is going to take me on a run outside and that's all I'm committing to one, one run <laughs> outside. <Yeah. laughs> Back
3: on the running kind of thing. I've, I've committed to the Loch Ness Marathon in October. I've committed to doing the Edinburgh Marathon again next year, and um, after that kind of long-term goal, uh, I want to run the West Highland Way Race, that's an ultra 96 miles, which is way beyond anything that I can comprehend. I'm not capable of doing it just now, I know that, but I wanted to give myself something that I would have called impossible, so that when I do it, I can basically say that the impossible can become possible so it's a uh, it's not going to be happening anytime soon but I'm going that's what I'm working towards that's my major major kind of sporting <laughs> goal
0: he said it in the podcast so that means that it has to happen now sorry
3: <laughs> just pure accountability
1: mate just all these listeners are going to be calling you out I'm
2: <laughs> Um, my big goal is for next year to do the full marathon. Um, there we go. Full
5: marathon, <laughs> um, and that's all I've got at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's
5: enough. I have also signed up to do <laughs> another marathon.
1: <I> may, <laughs> for, <laughs> honestly, God, you don't have to run to be part of this group. By the way, no. these guys are savages. Did I just track. drop a C bomb again? <laughs> I did know. Oh well, wouldn't be a podcast episode without it. <laughs>
5: Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to be doing the Edinburgh Marathon again next year and my goal is to do another marathon before the year is out because on the day it was really sunny and it was really warm and I really really struggled with the heat so I'm going to do it sometime in the winter time, it might not be an official official marathon but I've run plenty of unofficial half marathons so I'm sure I can do an unofficial marathon myself um, but also I'm working with you at the minute to achieve a pull up like just a pull up that's it that's my next thing Jen.
6: job. <laughs> Quite a lot, he's eyeballing me. Um, I'm committing now, Jen, October 1st, I'm going to do it. Half marathon, right? Yeah. Uh, Edinburgh marathon next year, shall we do it? Correct. Right. Um, I'm meant to go on honeymoon next September. I want to run a 10k in Hawaii, I think that would be cool as fuck. Nice. sorry swearing again uh, swear less that's what's next for me as well swear less in public situations um, I think that's it you got anything else for me? do you want to sh- tell me I should do anything else? marathon in Hawaii eh? do you think my missus would let me go away for four hours and do a marathon? let well, no. me come with you and Joanne and Kat can just uh, <laughs> fuck off and do the thing you tackle that conversation um, <laughs> it's not going to take a lot of convincing. So do you know Joanne, I talk anyway? to Mark all the time well he's coming on his honeymoon as well love, so there you go uh, I think that's it
0: guys can you just please join me in showing a lot of love for these five incredible human beings please (laughs) I'm conscious that this is actually a podcast episode so I do need to round it off a wee bit by saying join us again next week to hear the coaches panel thanks for listening yes (laughs)